The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm so thankful to be back with you today. We are at the end of coming to the end of our summer break. And so we're getting ready for our new school year. And but we've had a great summer and very thankful for the summer that we've had. I was able because you know we're not doing school every day. I was able to put together this podcast, which is something that's been on my heart for a long time. So I'm just thankful for that. But as as we're getting ready for that new season, I I was thinking about, you know, what am I going to share today? And I wanted to talk with you about dealing with anger as a mom. And maybe that's not a problem for you. Maybe you don't have that issue. You know, we all have different different areas where we need help in. But as a young mom, that was an area I really struggled in. And I th- and I think back and I remember thinking, I wish I knew somebody who had gone through this and come out on the other side and could tell me, you know, that it's going to be okay. It's going to, that could tell me, you know, things that would help me deal with these issues inside of me. And one of those, one of the big ones was dealing with anger. See, we are, you know, we're kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, um, when the pressure's on, we get to see what's inside of us. And nothing can put pressure on like little ones, you know. And when when you upset a glass and it you you spill what's inside of it and you get to see what's inside, and that's kind of how it is with mamas. You upset a mama and you get to see what's inside. And sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's not what you think was in there. And I tell people now, I didn't even know I had an anger problem until I had kids. You know, I thought I was pretty good. I thought I was pretty, pretty stable. And then um, along comes kids. So I want to share with you one story to kind of illustrate, you know, what I'm talking about. When I was, when my boys were younger and I was pregnant with my, my last child, I was almost due. He was due in July and it was, I think it was around June and I was huge. I was huge. And from the back, you couldn't even tell that I was pregnant. But from the front, I stuck out like a foot and a half. I mean, I was, had this big ball in the front of me. And my, my boys, my other two, were two and three. So they were little. And one day, I took them to the hairdresser to get their hair cut. 
And I took all the mama stuff, you know, I took the games and toys and this kind of thing because I expected it to be busy, and it was. So we waited our turn, and I tried to entertain them, and and it was summer, and I was pregnant, and we live in the South, and it is just hot. So we're, we're um, you know, we're waiting on our turn, and finally our turn comes. My, my oldest son, he has, at this age... He was so full of energy, and he talked to everybody, and he was an entertainer. Like, he, if he came in the room, you know, he wanted the attention, and I loved that about him. You know, I saw good in that, but at the same time, that can be challenging for a mom who's just trying to keep everything together. And so he got his hair cut first, and, you know, we were good. And then my, my second son, I always had to sit with him while he got his hair cut. He was afraid to sit in that chair by himself. I don't know if you've got one like that, but that's how he was. Well, at this time, I didn't have much lap, and uh, but I, I tried to sit with him in that chair and, you know, let him get his hair cut. Well, as I'm sitting in that chair and the place is packed, my oldest son, he sees an opportunity because I am stuck. Mama is stuck in that chair. She's huge. She can't hardly move anyway. And then she's got uh, her, my brother sitting in her lap. So he is. He runs the roost. He is. He's all over the place, and he's talking, and he's loud, and and you know. And I, all I could think was, you know, people are looking at him and judging me. Now, those ladies, they may not have thought anything about it, but in my mind, I heard judgment, and I kept thinking, they're probably saying, hey, she can't even take care of the two she has. How is she going to take care of this, this other one she's pregnant with? You know, and he was just, he was running here, and he was running there, and I would say, come out, come here, honey, come stand beside mama, you know, come here, put that down, you know, leave her alone, and, and I mean, it was just, I just was like, oh, I got to get out of here. Well, we got through it eventually, you know, got up and got out and I buckled him in the car and all I could think was, get me home. Let me get home. So the beauty salon was only five minutes from from our home. So we buckled up and we're riding down the road. Well, this same little boy, he had never done this before, but he unbuckled himself from the car seat and he runs up and touches me on the shoulder. And he just thought that was the funniest thing ever. And and then he runs to the back. Now, this is all while I'm driving. And he runs to the back of the van, and he just giggled. He just, this was just fun. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, he is just, he's gone wild. And there was a church not on my way home, and I pulled over in that church in the parking lot, and I got out, and I'm still you know, I'm trying to hold everything together. And and I'm like, okay, honey, you, you, this is very, very dangerous. You don't ever do this. You know, you can, you can cause mama to wreck. You can get hurt. You never unbuckle while mama's driving down the road. It's just very, very, very dangerous. So I buckle him back in and, you know, give him the talk. And we start back on the road and he does it again. And by this time, it's building. It's about to overflow, right? The volcano is almost there. You know, the beauty salon started it. And then, you know, I'm tired. I'm hot. I'm huge. I, I, he, he's done this unbelievable thing. And then he does it again. And so I pulled over beside the road. And I'm thinking in my mind, in my mind, I'm thinking all this stuff. In my mind, I'm thinking, I've got to let him know this is not acceptable. 
You know, I, I, I've got to let him, I've got to somehow put that in his mind. You cannot do this. And then at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, why doesn't he listen to me? What's wrong with me? You know, why? And I, I still had that judgment that I had, you know, when I was back in the beauty salon, you know, you know, why can't I be a good mom? Why don't they listen to what I tell them to do? And so I pull over and all this is going on and it just spews all out on him. And I lose it. I mean, I completely lose it. Um, I'm yelling. I'm, you have to get in the seat. You can't do this. And, and you know, and it, and it was all directed towards him, but it was not all him. You know, a lot of it was the issues I was dealing with, but he was the receptor at that moment. And, you know, he got in his seat, but it was, I knew I was out of control. You know, he might have been out of control, but I was more out of control. And, you know, finally, after I calmed down a minute and I realized what I had done, I apologized and I said, honey, I am so sorry. Mama was wrong. I am so sorry. And please forgive me. And he was quiet. And, you know, we both knew Mama had just lost it. So I finally got home, and I got home, and I got everybody out of the car, and you know, I think I put them in front of a movie or TV show or something, and I went to my bedroom, and I said, Lord, I am sorry. I do not know what that was. I, I mean, I surprised myself. I did not know that was in me. Please forgive me. And, you know, that will never happen again. And um, I, was, I was so embarrassed and ashamed of myself. And you know what? It did happen again. It happened, it got where it happened a lot. And I was, you know, if you don't deal with this, if you don't have this problem, you're probably right now thinking, oh my goodness, why am I listening to her? And, you know, it was crushing because, you know, I was, I'm the pastor's wife. And all these thoughts, you know, what, what if people knew how bad I am? What if they knew? you know, what issues I have and how I've talked to my children. And, you know, God knows, what does he think? And this, this is crushing. This is really hard. And so, you know, maybe yours is an anger, you know, but maybe you struggle with something else. And I just want to tell you, there is hope. I, I for a long time, I didn't know if there was hope. I, because I would say never again, and it would happen again. I remember watching a um, a minister on TV or, or something, and and him saying, "If you have a, a problem, if you have a sin, you, know, you go to God and you say, Lord, I repent. That'll never happen again, and you never do that again.'" And I thought, "Well, good for you, but I've done that like twenty times, and I don't even say that anymore because I don't want to lie." Because I know and he knows this is probably going to happen again. And so my prayers were more like, oh, God, please help me. Because you know and I know that I have a real problem and I need, I need help. So as I was you know, working through these emotions, it's hard to get help when you're afraid of judgment. You know, this isn't something that you just want to bring up in conversation. And, and you know, and you, sometimes I would bring it up to people. I'd be like, you know, I have this problem with anger. And I'm like, oh, yeah, me too. I get angry too. And, you know, and, and I'm thinking, no, you don't know. I'm talking like I get angry. Like, and, 
everybody deals with anger. But I, I, and when I talk about this, you know, it sounds like, you know, I had this season, but this went on for a long time. And I remember thinking, you know, I've got to get a hold of this. Lord, you've got to help me because I don't want my children to grow up with this. You know, we talked, I talked with you about that another podcast we pass on who we are to our children and it was hard for me to correct their outburst and their anger when I knew they're seeing it for me so as I tried to you know get a hold of this what's going on you know naturally I thought where is this coming from you know where did I get this problem from and you know and sometimes we um you know we can it's easy to blame our parents for our issues and I, my, my father, he, he did have some issues with anger. You know, I did see that growing up. But I knew it, it was more than that. You know, I knew there, it's more than that because I had never really struggled with this until I had my, my boys. So, you know, I said, okay, maybe some of this is learned, but we're... But not all of it. Where is this coming from? And so I want to share with you today kind of what my journey looked like. And the reason I'm sharing my journey, you know, your journey may not look like my journey, but I'm not a, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm just a mom who has struggled with this. And so I'm hoping that maybe my journey will help you in yours. Maybe my story will help encourage you in your story. Maybe there's something you can glean. Maybe there's something that, that I went through that you don't have to. But like I said, I, I knew that I had seen, experienced anger, you know, as a child. But also, I had, I had had three children in f- less than four years. And my body was just tired. My body was wore out. And I had never thought about my body. I never thought about my health. I'd always been healthy. Always, you know, never had any real health issues. But when I had my fi- my last child, things started changing. Like my, it was it was almost like my body said, "No more. You have just pushed me and pushed me and pushed me, and I'm you know I'm just I'm done with this." And so things started changing inside of me. But I didn't always know what to do. For example, you know, I had within a very short period of time, I found out that I had a heart condition. And I had to end up having a heart, an operation on my heart. And, but before I found out what was wrong, I was out of breath all the time. And I was tired all the time. And my heart would jump out of rhythm if I tried to do any kind of exercise or anything like that. And so come to find out, it was a heart issue. So we had to deal with that. Well, in the middle of that, I find out I had kidney stones. And then in the middle of that, in the middle of all of this, all at the same time, I find out that I I start having hives. Like I had itching all over my body and itching will drive you crazy. And so I have this itching all over my body. And then my thyroid goes south. So I'm like, I am just falling apart. And it was like my body was saying, enough. And I started thinking about how I was living and I was just doing the same things I'd always done. But things like... Um, I'd eat whatever I wanted. I wouldn't think about, you know, eating healthy. I mean, my kids were eating chicken nuggets, and I'd much rather just eat what they're eating than make me something else. So, you know, I'd eat that, or or it's much easier to go to the drive-thru. And 
you know, and exercise. I mean, how, who has time to exercise? I mean, every time I exercise, my heart would jump out of rhythm and, and, you know, I'm running my kids around all day. I figured that's all the exercise I need. And, um, you know, and sleep. I had never needed much, needed much sleep. I just had, I mean, I could go on four or five hours of sleep. And so one of the things that I love and I crave is time by myself. I've always wanted time to read and think and, and, you know, just be alone. And when you have kids, you mamas out there are like, you understand that that time, it seems like that time is gone. So I wouldn't have time for that anymore. So what I would do is I would wait till I got everybody in bed and I would just stay up. I mean, I'd make a cup of coffee at 930 at night and I would just stay up until one or two in the morning and then try to get up in the next morning and function. And I couldn't do that anymore. And it was like I was having to retrain myself that, honey, you can't you can't live like that anymore. And I didn't it. And maybe I'm just slow, but it took a while for me to realized that this was a problem this was having an effect on my emotions that this was one of my problems when it come to anger and so I had to start thinking you know how can I take better care of me the other thing was you know I I'm sinful I have a sinful nature there were areas I just was not mature in I didn't my character could not live up to my own expectations. You know, I wanted to be this mom that trains her children, you know, how to walk with Jesus. But to do that, you have to be a mom who walks with Jesus. And I had to learn that I'm not all that, that I have issues that have to be dealt with. And that, you know, I I lack character in areas like self-control and gentleness and I have to deal with that. I have to be real about that. I can't pretend to be something I'm not. So anyway, to make a long, long, long story short, I, I, I prayed. I said, Lord, show me what to do. And there was a few things that really helped. And I'm going to share those with you quickly. First, I found this book. And there are a lot of good books out there on dealing with anger. But this one spoke to me. It helped me. And it was, it's called Good and Angry, Exchanging Frustration for Character in You and Your Kids. And it's by Scott Taransky and Joanne Miller. And that book helped me. It had some good practical advice in there. But one of the things that stand out in my mind that I read in that book was that anger can be addictive. Because when we go into anger, anger releases Um, adrenaline into our system and that adrenaline gives us a surge of energy and so if you're like me and you were just tired all the time then that surge of energy makes you feel like I can do something you know it was empowering it gave me the energy I needed at that moment so I feel like there was a part of me that was almost addicted to the anger because it I was so tired it gave me energy And I felt like I couldn't do anything until I went into that mode. And I had never thought of that. You know, I would have never come up with that. But I read it in that book and I thought, yeah, I think there's something to that. I think that's true for me. And then the Lord encouraged me to find scriptures to hold on to. You know, if you're struggling with something, find you a scripture 
that speaks to you and make that your scripture. For me, it was Psalm 145, 8 through 9. And it says, he talking about the Lord, he is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger and he is rich in love. He has compassion on all that he has made. And that scripture spoke to me. Because I thought, this is how the Lord is. He is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger. He has compassion. And so I thought, that is me. I will, by the grace of the Lord, I will be slow to anger. You know, I will have compassion on my children rather than when they mess up, you know, I go ballistic. I will have patience with them. I will, by grace, change. And so every time I felt it bubbling up to the surface, you know, I would that would be my scripture. He is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger. And so I did not need a cue card. I didn't need a little index card. That thing was imprinted on my mind because I I said it all the time. And there were others too. And then um, another thing that helped, that book helped, scripture helped, just true prayer, just honest prayer helped. And those, the kind of prayer like when you wake up in the morning and you roll over and you say, God, I need your help today because I want to be the mom that you call me to be. I don't want my children to be afraid of me. I want them to have memories of a mom who was kind and fun and enjoyed them. And that, those are the kind of prayers I pray constantly. You know, this was humbling. When we have an issue, when we have a problem, it humbles us. And this really humbled me. The other thing that helped me was that I always, I made a promise to myself that I would always apologize. So when I messed up, I was trying, but when I messed up, I apologized. I didn't wipe it away, you know, just gloss over it and act like, well, you shouldn't have got on mama's bad side today. You should have been able to tell she was having a hard day. You know, because that's putting my problem on them. That's blaming them for my problem. And so I'd always, if I blew it, if I yelled, if I messed up, I'd go to them, I'd say, I was wrong, and I'm sorry, and I ask you to forgive me. That is not how you know, Jesus wants us to act. That's not how God is, and I ask you to forgive me. I'm sorry. Even when they were way little, you know, I did that. The other thing that helped me was to walk in accountability. And what, what that means is I did not hide. I didn't hide it. Because I found that whatever we hide, it gives that thing power in our lives. You know, we walk in the light. We don't walk in darkness. And so when I had a day where I blew it, I'd call my husband at work and I'd say, listen, I just lost my temper with the kids. And I just, I need you to know. Because they have, I'm not their only parent. They have a father and he needs to know what's going on with them too. And so I, it kept me accountable. I thought, we're not hiding anything. You know, I'm being honest with what's happening. I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not. And also, you know, sometimes I'd call my sister or I'd call my mom and I'd say, listen, I'm, you know, I just, I lost my temper and I just want to tell somebody. So accountability helped me. But also another thing that helped a great deal was taking better care of me thinking more about, you know, what I needed, taking care of my body, what I ate, making sure I got sleep, you know, making time for me a priority. A lot of times as moms, 
you know, we can feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. But our kids, our family, they need us to do that. Because if we're always meeting their needs and we're never meeting our needs, then eventually we're going to run out. We're going to run out of steam. And we're going to be just running on fumes. And they need us to be healthy, to be strong, to have you know a, a tank full so that we can be there for them. So taking care of you is part of taking care of them. And that was a different mindset for me. You know, I, I needed that. I needed to learn to take care of me. And I, as I learned to take care of me, I found that, that, that there is a wisdom in knowing what your body needs and what your mind needs and what your soul needs. You know, there were times where instead of calling my husband after I had had an episode, I would feel it coming on and I'd call him before and I'd say, listen, you know, I feel my, my temperature rising and just, I just want to let you know. There was something about letting somebody else know that I was not alone in a house you know, with my kids and nobody knows that I'm struggling. There was something about that that helped me. I'd get where I could call my sister and say, listen, I'm having one of those days. And she would pray with me or she'd say, hey, won't you bring them over? They can play with my kids and, you know, we can just do something fun. And that was that was so helpful. I was I'm so thankful when I look back at that. You know, I was learning wisdom. I was learning how to deal with my own emotions, how to meet my own needs so that I could take better care of them. You know, as a homeschool family, we had a schedule and I felt really good when I could get to the end of the day and say I kept on schedule. But when I was having a particularly hard day, when I was extremely tired, I started recognizing if I push through today to stay on the schedule, we might stay on the schedule, but it's not going to be good for me or for them. And so I'd know today is one of those days when we need to go do something fun or we need to change it up because it's more important to listen to what's going on inside of you than to make sure you get this checked off today. And that way I could be the mom they needed. You know, and I learned what things I I could do, what my triggers were. And that is all growing in wisdom. It's all growing in grace. You know, it's learning, you know, care. It's I was growing in character. I was growing up while they're growing up. You know, I'm learning the things that I need to learn to be a good mom while they're learning the things they need to learn to be a good person. And in the middle of it, God is in there. And He's loving me and He's loving them. And 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 I, I hope I haven't rambled too much today. I hope that, you know, you've gotten something out of this. My, my great desire is to encourage you and to help you see that He's on your side. And I want to pray for you before I let you go. Lord, I thank you for my friends today. I thank you that you have a good plan for them, that they are not alone. And I pray, God, that today, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts and give them hope and faith. And Lord God, I just cover them, Lord. I cover them today in your grace, Lord. I just, and I pray for hope in their hearts and minds today in Jesus' name. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.